Palestine reports on Sadahul Muslim with Molana Ibrahim Musa. Time for the weekly edition of the Palestine Report with Molana Ibrahim Musa. We welcome Molana to the program. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Mufti. We see that King Abdullah of Jordan warns of boiling over of conflict in Palestine. Uh, yes, Mufti, this is a uh, comment that he made that uh, there could be a new intifada and a complete breakdown of law and order in the West Bank. Uh, the context in which he made these comments is uh, firstly the new government of Benjamin Netanyahu being sworn in. Uh, and perhaps on the other hand, there's also uh, been leaked audio recently that has revealed the state of acrimony amongst the Palestinian Authority officials. Uh, this is the Palestinian Authority's grip on power grows ever weaker, and Mahmoud Abbas's exit from the top position of the Palestinian Authority is just a matter of time. Now, the comment that has uh, gripped a lot of people's attention is when uh, King Abdullah was asked by CNN if he felt uh, the new government threatened the status quo in Al-Quds and uh, the Hashemite custodianship over the Awqaf in the old city as well as uh, Masjid Al-Aqsa. Uh, he made the following comment saying that if people want to get into a conflict with us, we are quite prepared. We have set red lines and if people want to push those red lines, then we will deal with that. Now, uh, as I mentioned, a lot of people, a lot of media have picked up on that comment, and this sounds uh, resolute as a defender of Jerusalem and uh, somebody who's willing to step up to defend the holy places if those red lines are crossed. But I, I would uh, try to dissect this from two angles. One is uh, the likelihood of things falling apart in Palestine, uh, quite real, and uh, I think we could agree with that assessment of uh, King Abdullah because of the new Israeli government, uh, because of uh, the situation in the West Bank. But I think on the other hand, we should see beyond uh, this bluster and this uh, you know, militant talk from the Jordanian king and see the Jordanian monarchy for what it is, which is one of the Western-backed dictatorships in the region, uh, which has normalized with Israel a long time ago. And in fact, many of the uh, employees of the Oqaf at Masjid al-Aqsa have said that Jordan has not been assertive enough in defending Masjid al-Aqsa in face of all these intensified threats. And many a time, uh, the, they have felt betrayed and abandoned by the Oqaf when they stand up to the incursions uh, inside Masjid al-Aqsa. So what uh, King Abdullah is actually saying here is that he, he, he acknowledges that there could be big things coming, but he fears the outcomes of uh, these developments on his own throne and his own reign. And this is borne out in another part of the interview uh, where he says that integration of Israel into the region, the Middle East, is extremely important, but it's not going to happen unless there's a future for the Palestinians. And if we can...
cannot solve this problem. The street is naturally going to be sympathetic to the Palestinian cause. Again, showing the gulf that exists between him and the popular sentiment for Palestine that exists uh, on the street at grassroots level uh, throughout the Middle East. A new Israeli ambassador in Turkey. So pictures coming out this week of uh, the Turkish president uh, Erdogan uh, re- uh, receiving a new Turkish ambassador uh, whose name is Irit Lillian. Uh, she presented uh, letters of credentials to him and officially took a position up in Ankara. Uh, quick history here uh, that, uh, you know, it's been ebb and flow in the Turkish relationship. There was a former relationship with the Israeli state. Then came the Mavi Marmara incident in 2010. Uh, Turkish nationals were killed. Uh, that broke off relations. Uh, after that, Israel apologized and paid some sort of compensation. Uh, but in 2018, things got worse, a bad again, uh, in, in wake of uh, Israel's killings uh, on the Gaza fence. And uh, there were uh, recallings of ambassadors that occurred at that particular time. But in the last two years, uh, things have uh, changed in the other direction with uh, Erdogan signaling his willingness for reconciliation. And last year was a very busy year in this regard. Uh, The Israeli president visiting Turkey himself uh, and uh, reciprocation of visits uh, later on in the year from the Turkish side. uh, And... Later in the year, we found uh, the two countries once again agreeing to fully restore relations and reappoint mutual ambassadors. That brings us to this point where now we have an official Israeli ambassador once again in uh, Ankara in Turkey. And uh, the new ambassador saying after the ceremony that it was a moving ceremony which filled our hearts with hope, that's uh, the Israeli ambassador speaking, we are all aspiring that the diplomatic rapprochement between Israel and Turkey will increase, grow and expand uh, to many areas and fields of cooperation. It's in our interest, in the interest of Turkey and the interest of the whole region. And she says, as is customary to say, inshallah, we hope that goodwill will indeed prevail. And uh, media reports here, Mufti, have noted that it's not just been on the diplomatic front, but in the past year, tourism has increased, trade has increased, and economic, uh, uh, rather academic ties have increased. Just uh, earlier in December, a delegation of uh, around 100 Israeli business people arrived uh, in Istanbul to meet with Turkish counterparts. And I think the comment on this should be uh, that, uh, to be fair, in the past, uh, Turkey played a very genuine role uh, for to, towards Palestine. We acknowledge that. We acknowledge the differences that do exist between Turkey and some of the other states that have normalized. Uh, Turkey still hosts a number of Palestinian NGOs and also uh, allows Hamas to operate freely. But at the same time, in terms of being just and consistent, uh, criticism is required where criticism is required. And clearly, uh, this is not just some sort of pragmatic ties. Uh, If we see how on the trade front and so many other fronts, uh, security fronts, uh, the relationship is enhancing. And this uh, is obviously a very grave, uh, grave 
situation that could lead to much worse and uh, abandonment of the Palestinians if it continues to accelerate in this way. A really, really disturbing trend. Uh, Israel pumps desalinated water into Lake Tabaria. I want to mention the reason uh, why I'm highlighting this particular story. I'll come to that at the uh, at the end. But uh, uh, the the state of Israel mentioning on uh, Tuesday, this past Tuesday, that uh, the Sea of Galilee, as it knows it, or Lake Tiberias in Arabic, Buhaira Tabaria, uh, they this is an inland, uh, a major inland lake. Uh, they are now pumping desalinated water from the Mediterranean Sea all the way into uh, the the Lake Tiberias. Uh, They have reported that after a project that spent several years, they've now constructed an underground pipe uh, that uh, that connects the Tiberias Lake uh, to desalination plants that are on the Mediterranean coast. And uh, the purpose of this is to try and maintain water levels in the uh, Lake Tiberias. Now, coming to why I'm highlighting this particular story, uh, the Buhayr uh, al-Tabariya, the Lake of uh, Tiberias, or as uh, Israelis call it, the Sea of Galilee, is the largest freshwater lake in Palestine. And... Uh, the Israelis, who have obviously taken control of, of this water resource, like so many other water resources across Palestine, uh, they heavily use this particular lake and uh, are dependent on it uh, for agricultural ir- 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 irrigation. And the overuse of this lake in, uh, you know, over, the, over many years, along with drought, has seen the uh, water levels in this lake decline uh, seriously uh, in, in recent years, and particularly uh, in 2016, it reached dangerously low levels. Now, uh, this is linked up to what we know uh, has been mentioned in the Hadith, uh, and, and obviously the sciences of Piyama are very precise and exact uh, and uh, sensitive science, uh, so not in any way linking uh, this development to uh, anything relating to the signs of Piyama, but uh, the, the only link here being that this is a place that is mentioned in the Ahadith uh, relating to the signs of Piyama, and obviously for that reason we keep our eyes attuned uh, to the different places that are mentioned in the Hadith, and the context there is uh, the Hadith in Sahih Muslim, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, as the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, will send Ya'juj and Ma'juj, and they will swarm down from every uh, slope. And when they reach this particular place, uh, the lake of Tabariya, uh, the first of them will pass it by and drink what is in it, and when the last of them will pass it, uh, they will say there was once water here. Subhanallah. A reminder for us of uh, the signs of Qiyamah. Allah protect one and all. Jazakumullah khair for the informative update this morning. Molana, your time appreciated. Barakallahu feekum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.